We're excited because we're starting this new series today, and uh, I'm going to just jump straight into it. We're going to be looking at the, the book of Nehemiah in the Old Testament, and it's a book that's actually really timely for us here and now, and there's some rich stuff that we'll be digging into in these next two months as we're looking at Nehemiah. So to start off, a uh, couple of interesting observations about the world, and I think one of them would be that as you look at the news, as you look online, as you whatever you do, people all around the world, every you know, pretty much every country, all sorts of religions, backgrounds, worldviews, would agree that um, there's something wrong with the world right now, wouldn't they? And they'd say that actually, world was better before coronavirus. Yes, there are some positive spin-offs. There are some good things like rest and slowing down, and and you know we appreciate there are these. There are these uh, silver linings. But at the same time, we see the destruction and so on. And it just doesn't sit with people. It just doesn't sit as being right. It's a sort of a, an inner gut feeling of, this isn't the way the world's supposed to be. It's, it's not supposed to be like that. And this, um, this man, Nehemiah, and the people that were with him that we're going to be looking at today and for the next couple of months, they looked at the city of Jerusalem uh, two and a half thousand years ago. And it was destroyed. It was in a real mess. And something in their, in their spirit, in their guts, in their sense just said, this is not right. This is not the way it's supposed to be. Second observation, uh, and I think this is a great thing to see, the way that, again, around the world, people have just owned this problem. And they've thought, actually, what can I do? How can I step up to help to fix some of the problems that we're seeing in this current time. So we see it you know, on our roads, don't we, with, with neighbours. Pretty much as soon as the whole isolation thing started and lockdown was approaching, people were forming WhatsApp groups, they were putting notes through their neighbours' doors saying, let me know if I can give you some food or you're, you know, if you need some help. Brilliant to see that, that mobilisation of society. Uh, people just self-initiating um, that response to the problem. Like, I can do something. And similarly... Uh, Nehemiah, we're going to see in a minute, he sees the state of Jerusalem and the people with him and, they're, and, they're, and something in them says, actually I can, I can own this. I can do something towards this problem. And the Bible shows us that actually these gut feelings, these kind of senses, this kind of response that we have both to the corona crisis and to um, the opportunity that we can play a part in fixing it, that, that those, those actually are, they actually come from God. That's part of our, our heavenly creator has put those, those, that sensitivity inside us. And, and uh, I guess the third observation actually would be, would be that thinking of um, how do you, what do you do? How do you check the news each, each day? Do you, do you check the news? Do you look at social media? Uh, how do you follow what's going on? But, but it, for those who do, they might see in the news um, as a daily thing. What's the number of deaths today? What's the number of... Uh, new cases of, of, of coronavirus in different countries. What's the what's the impact that lockdown's having on our economy, on life, on on well-being, on all of these things? And uh, so we can go in, and we can, you know, and certainly I think at the beginning um, of all of this, it was it was quite a shock, wasn't it? And and it, it, it was wow, what the world has changed suddenly so fast. And uh, back in Nehemiah's day, this is like 450 BC. They didn't have. Facebook or, or the BBC News. I don't know how they survived. But, um, but well, this is how Nehemiah heard what was going on. I'm just going to read a little bit from the start of chapter 1. So this is a, Nehemiah's a book in the Old Testament. Uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of hard to find. You can use a contents page if you need to. 
or you can Google it. Um, and Nehemiah chapter 1 starts off by saying, In the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa. Actually, I think, why don't I just give a bit of context before we look at this. We'll come back to our communications piece in a minute. But just a bit of context on Nehemiah. So, so right the way through the history of Israel, uh, God had been saying, actually for, uh, by this time, pretty much for a thousand years, I've made you as a nation that I want to bless. I want to, I want to, I want to show the world through you who I am and how to do life well. Right from the beginning, there's been this fracture between uh, my creation and myself, which is causing death and destruction of all sorts. And I want to restore that. And I want to restore that through the, through you as a nation that I'm going to pour out my presence and my life into. And you can show the world the goodness of who I am. But if you continue to, to, to reject me and, and, and do life without me and, and, and abuse each other and yourselves and abuse me, then actually I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove that blessing from you. And actually I'm going to send you into exile. Take you out of the land that I promised to give you. And you're going to go into a period of exile, of separation from me, to feel the, feel the weight of that um, lifestyle that you're, you're in. And so Israel had done that. They, they'd taken on the kind of evil practices of the nations around them, which were, which were so barbaric, we would really cringe at hearing them today. Uh, in, in the worship of these other false gods, they would do things like they'd sacrifice children. There was nasty sort of prostitution and sexual stuff going on, exploitation of the poor, and just nasty, horrible treatment of each other. And, they were destroyed, and, and it says in the Bible that they were worse than the other nations around them. And so they go into exile, and they're, they're taken away into the sort of Iraq sort of area, Babylon, and then the Persian Empire take over. And this man, Nehemiah, is there amongst the exiles, and he's working for the king, as we'll discover later on. So he's there in, in, um, in what's now sort of Iraq sort of area, the, the Persian, the heart of the Persian Empire, and uh, this is his Twitter feed. In the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, when I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers came from Judah with some other men and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province uh, and they're in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and I wept. Nehemiah, just as we were shocked by the by the sudden spread of coronavirus and all of its impact, he was he was just shocked and he was stunned and his response was to sit down and, and to weep. And then it goes on. For some days I mourned and I fasted and I prayed before the God of heaven. And I'm not going to read this now, but you could read chapter one. Um, and he goes on and he and he really recognises that um, he own, he owns he owns a lot of it and said actually my nation has has done a done some terrible stuff. It's really turned its back on you and, and I take my, 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 my own part in this and I, and I take my, recognise my own responsibility in this whole crisis. And then we see, we're going to see as we go through the book um, how Nehemiah sets about returning to Jerusalem and rebuilding the walls of the city. And actually he's not just rebuilding the walls, it's not just a building project, it's not just a kind of bricks and mortar project. But Nehemiah recognises that he is rebuilding a society that's designed to be in relationship with God. It's designed to build itself around the worship of God. And actually that is how their society will flourish and thrive. And we're, we're looking at Nehemiah because we will find some, some rich food in there for us to... Uh, to, to be rebuilders through this time so that we can be people of hope 
And through the coronavirus crisis and coming out the other side, we can be rebuilders together with God of society. But actually, just as Nehemiah's um, project was a bit was bigger than a rebuilding of the walls around Jerusalem, so our rebuilding is actually a bigger rebuilding than just the response to the coronavirus impact. The rebuilding that we are invited to take part in is the rebuilding that comes from a much bigger pandemic, an ancient pandemic that has been there right really from the beginning of creation. We see how in, in the book of Genesis, that, poet, that poem which describes God's heart and how he made the world and, and who we are, uh, not a scientific account, but really a sort of an, an artistic description of, 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 what, of what life was intended to be together with God. As we look at Genesis, we see that he made the world good and he created it perfect and he created people in his image as stewards to look after the earth. So people have got a purpose there. People have got a, a partnership role with God to, to lead and to steward and to cultivate and to nurture um, society and, and, and to creation. But it goes wrong, doesn't it, when that fracture happens between people and God. And, and, and this great pandemic begins, this great, um, this great virus which we see seeping throughout society, all around the world, across all humanity throughout history. We see it in health, lack of health, we see it in war, we see it in the, in the micro things in our everyday life of lies and greed and just subtle deception and self-focus and fear. We see it in the macroeconomics of the world, of poverty, of injustice. We see the impact of this nasty, nasty um, ancient pandemic. And interesting, isn't it, just coming back to coronavirus, how we've, we've kind of learned to live with it a little bit. So around here, you know, we're, we're self-isolated, we're all in our own homes, we keep a good distance, uh, we, know that we know about washing our hands all the time, and we've got all of these measures for managing the virus, and um, with the hope and the expectation that in time we'll be able to, you know, live with it. Ideally, there'll be some cure, um, but it looks like for the foreseeable months we might just have to manage it. And the same thing actually with the ancient pandemic, the great and ancient pandemic that's been there through history, is that in many ways we've managed to, we've managed to sort of, you know, live alongside it, we've managed to manage it, we've, we've got our sort of social distancing and sort of mask and sort of app equivalents, haven't we, to, to coping with it. We can, we can cover up our, um, our lack of uh, self-confidence or our fear by, by comforts and we can, we can build walls around, our, you know, unhealthy walls around ourselves and around others and keep people at distance. But actually, uh, that was never God's design for us just to live alongside this, this horrible, um, global, ancient pandemic. We were never designed to live in that way. The, the, God's intention was not that the world should be like that. And so he sends Jesus into the world to live as a person with a purpose to overcome and to completely deliver his creation from that great pandemic. And that's what Jesus did in his death and his resurrection on the cross and his rising from the dead. He showed us how to live life fully. Nehemiah was a bit of a rebuilder and we see that we're going to see the great stuff that he did. And what's rich about Nehemiah is it's a story over time of a people and it's got a physical outworking. And as with all of the Bible, there are rich truths that are embedded within that, that are eternal and are great for us to feed on today. But he, he had a glimpse of, of Christ. He, you know, he lived the life of faith right then, even before 450 years before Jesus was born. 
But we now have the opportunity to have Jesus uh, come and live inside us. And, and his method, his way of, of overcoming this great pandemic is to transform us by giving us a new heart. By giving us, by breaking the problem of sin from within us. By breaking that death from within us. And showing us and inviting us to partner with him in the rebuilding and the restoration of society. And that is the life of following Jesus. It starts with us, it starts with the micro, starts with our own lives being being changed by having him live inside us. But then, it, but then it has ripples, and it has ripples into our families, into our communities, into our workplaces, and that is the impact of walking with Jesus. And I, you know, I find it puzzling. Why, why doesn't he just do these things really fast? Why hasn't he just zapped it? And, and why has it taken you know, thousands of years from, you know, for all of this stuff to happen? 2,000 years since Jesus came. But I, I don't understand it, to be honest. But I can see and I submit to, and I recognise that it's something in God's design, is that he chooses to do life. He chooses to restore this world at a slow pace in partnership with his people. And that's the invitation with, with, for us, to join with him in that partnership of restoration. So here at Hope, we've had, uh, over the last 15 years, we've been teaching and living a course, um, a set of teaching which we call Living Free. And... Uh, for the last 15 years, it's brought such life to us. It's helped us to take hold of some of these rebuilding tools, some of these uh, these truths that come from Jesus about how to live life well, and to make them not just a, a prayer that we pray a few times in our life, or or a sort of a hope that we have and look forward to in the future, or just a a, a thing that we attend on a Sunday morning, but actually a, a way of life, a way of continual rebuilding, and. We normally teach this course every year um, in the springtime, so we, we were due to start a few weeks ago. But obviously due to the whole change of everything, we've, we've changed our plan. And what we're going to do instead is we are doing these talks on Sunday mornings. So for the next two months, we're going to be going through Nehemiah. And Nehemiah's, uh, the story of Nehemiah, the account of Nehemiah and the people of Israel rebuilding Jerusalem really tie in very well with the Living Free course. So we're going to interweave the Living Free teaching along with that. So there'll be a Sunday morning talk, like this one now, this is the first one, and this one is on, uh, the first one on purpose. God's created us with a purpose. And then we're going to have a follow-up, um, uh, email that we send out each week to everyone who wants to be part of this course, everyone who wants to join us on this journey. And within that email, there'll be some resources, a bit like our fortnightly email, but a bit shorter, resources of some things that you can work on, there'll be some stories, a little bit of video teaching, and, uh, and things that you can do, uh, either as an individual or in your in your household or with your four, um, whatever your setting is, these will be some resources that you can use to effectively do the course in your own time and in your own way that works well for you. And then what we're going to do on Wednesday in a few weeks' time, I think it's the 20th, Wednesday the 20th of May, is we're going to have a big Zoom. Uh, so a big Zoom gathering and we're going to invite everyone who's part of this rebuilder's journey with us to, uh, to come and join us on a Zoom and then we're going to break out into breakout rooms where we have original design prayer. And that's a kind of prayer, again, we've been doing this for 15 years and we find such life in it, saying, God, how have you, a small group of people will say, God, how have you made this person? What are the particular, you called Nehemiah to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. What's your particular call on this person here? What are the unique gifts and, 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 and purposes that you have for them? What does their part of rebuilding life and society look like? And then they'll, 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 the, the group will share with you what they feel God's saying. And it's a really encouraging time. Many of us write down our original designs and we still refer back to them. I look at mine regularly and, and, and knowing who God has made me to be is such an encouragement um, as I shape and steer the, the way I want to live my life. So uh, we've got these Living Free manuals and... Uh, 
they, uh, if, you, if you've done a course previously, you should have one hopefully at home. If you haven't done a Living Free course previously, then I recommend you get one of these manuals. And um, we're, we're kind of in chapter one today, and the follow-up material will dig into chapter one a bit more. And what you can do is you can let us know if you want one, and uh, you either by sending a message to our Facebook page, or you can contact Hannah in the office through our email or our phone. And uh, they're £12 each, so that's including delivery. And uh, we'll get back to you in the post as pronto. And if you can't afford that, then we'll send it to you for free. So do, do you know do say that as well if you can't afford £12. Um, but this will be a, a thing that you can go through at the same time as uh, being on the Living Free Rebuilders journey. So, that's our plan for the next two months. And it feels like it's an exciting time. We're going to be learning from Nehemiah. We're going to be together... Um, Greatly encouraging, and there's something that feels very fresh about this to us, and, and this learning in this in this different kind of way. So, um, yeah, we just welcome you to, to join with us and to be part of that journey. Uh, so, the way to do it is to, and hopefully, Rebecca might pop up in our in our comments feed now a link to a, a website, and that page is you can simply put in your email address into that website and click subscribe, and that will sign you up to our weekly emails. They're just going to be for two months and if, you, if you're newer to Hope, uh, we'll probably give you an option at the bottom saying if you want to join our database and be in touch with the church on, you know, ongoing, then you're welcome, then let us know. You're welcome to be. Um, but it's just a two-month thing and, uh, and you can sign up to that website just there. We'll, we'll, again, we'll post this website address elsewhere on our social media and put it out in our communications. But that's the way, effectively, to join the Living Free course this year, if you're used to that language. And we're, we're positioning it as a rebuild. How do we rebuild society at this time? So, Lord, we just, uh, we just, I just want to pray now, if that's okay. Lord, we, we pray. Um, you, you called Nehemiah to Jerusalem. And through him and through those who are with him, thousands of people who joined with him, you did an extraordinary work. Um, and we recognize that this, that this world needs you. And uh, we're at a time nationally of seeing how how much there is to restore in society. And we want to be part of that. We want to bring hope. We want to serve others from a place of strength, actually knowing that we've been freed from the, 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 the ravages, the torment of the great pandemic. And because, of, because we've been liberated, we're actually able to serve and love others. And we pray for your help and your leading in that. Amen. Yeah, I feel that this is an invitation that, that God has drawn us, he's drawing a line in the sand and saying now is a moment for us to engage with maybe areas of our lives that we've never wanted to, maybe we've been a bit too scared to, but actually this is a moment to, to go there, to confront them with the grace and the gentleness of God and be completely delivered and liberated. He is so kind and gracious when mm. he gives his, us these seasons to say, yes, as I said a bit earlier, He's definitely putting his finger on a couple of patterns in my own life, my own thinking. And initially it's humbling, but as soon as we just humble ourselves and say, yeah, you're right, then it's really liberating because he, but he has a greater vision for us than we have for ourselves. He has defined us as successful and he's defined every area of our life as successful and flourishing and thriving and he calls us up to that. So this is a really exciting journey and I would really encourage us all to be saying to the Holy Spirit, what are the things what are the things? The tide's gone out. The debris there. What is what is the debris you want to remove in the garden of our of our soul, of our heart? What are the weeds you want to uproot to make space for incredible fruit trees and flowers and a, a nourished 
and flourishing life. This is a real moment. So we've got Ockod on Tuesday. That can be a time where we can, one church one day, check into any of the hour slots from 6am till 6am. The password and ID to join those are online on Instagram and Facebook. That's a moment to, to connect with well, God, to shortly. connect with community, and to start this process of asking God to restore us. He, he uses, the primary people he uses to restore are people who've gone through restoration and it's the most exhilarating, liberating, and incredible journey to know that there is an invitation to restoration, and we say yes, and it actually works. So we bless everyone to really go there. I just want to say as well that, as usual, our um, children's and youth resources are online. So on our, again, on our Facebook yep. and Instagram pages, there's a little worship company video which we've recommended for this week from Joe. Yep. And that's, that's great for the younger ones, little yep. gem sort of age. They don't, the, the age categories for these videos don't fit necessarily exactly with our Sunday groups here. Um, but there's three videos for different ages. And then, um, Rachel and Daisy done a brilliant one, uh, uh, for, for aimed at boost, but great for, no, bounce, but great for yep. boost as well. And those children's ages there. And then Charlie's latest youth video is online for youth, for the rise and the soar. And then we've got a, a youth Zoom, this after, two youth Zooms this afternoon for the rise youth. That's the boys and the girls and parents should have had some messages through about those already. And then we've got the older youth um, meeting this evening as, as usual. So we're going to finish by Duncan has been writing a song this week, really appropriately yeah. um, on this theme of, of rebuilding. And, uh, and Nehemiah was known for, uh, rebuilding walls. And there were good walls that Nehemiah rebuilt, by the way. And, um, and, and but it's really re- rebuilding society. When we're singing about rebuilding walls, we're talking about rebuilding society, uh, in, and lives in line with God's design. So Duncan's gonna lead us as we finish. And this is a great opportunity to pray. Maybe to say, I recognize that I've been created with a purpose. Uh, Ephesians, Chapter 2, verse 10 says, He's created us anew in Christ Jesus with good works that He's planned for each of us to do. And by singing and worshipping now together with Duncan, we can agree with that, that design that's on our lives and our opportunity to step in uh, to being rebuilders.